This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. This is what I got to say. Uh, so welcome to the Authentic Entrepreneurs. Today I am playing one of my favorites, a little U2, in the name of love, and I love entrepreneurship. I too love YouTube and entrepreneurship. I never said I love you. I said I love entrepreneurship. <laughs> I never said I love YouTube. Well, I love you, man, and I, I don't care because I lead with love. I know that's aggressive, but I don't even care. So welcome to The Authentic Entrepreneur. Whether you're listening uh, or watching, uh, we appreciate you um, subscribing and just being part of our, our community and our journey, and we want to keep building this. So uh, we want to keep building this with great interviews, um, and we've just had so many amazing people with so many more um, coming. Yes. Like we've got a list of, we're going to have like, oh my gosh, yeah. the, the, the archive that this is going to be incredible. The archive will be incredible. The value will be incredible. And I think from listening this, listening to this podcast, you can really help build out your business. Well, I just, we, I, we have industry experts on here every week, week after week, yeah. you know, and, and, and then our experience as entrepreneurs on weeks that we don't have industry yeah. experts. There's so much stuff. You know, there's just lots, lots of content and we're really excited about it. Yeah, and you know, one of the biggest things all entrepreneurs go through, I think, is you know, can they do what they really want to do? Do they have the ability to actually do what they want to do? You know, they, they probably have the doubters internally and externally. Yeah, and I mean, and that speaks perfectly to our, our guest today uh, with Denise Jacobs, who is a uh, wonderful, uh, wonderful, uh, you know, veteran of you know, getting people to understand that uh, they can overcome their banishing their inner critic, and uh, she is. Um, you know, she's been in the creative industry for, for quite some time and has lots of experience in web design and coding and mm -hmm. um, in a fantastic presenter and, and wonderful author. And we're looking yeah. forward to the interview today. And uh, this is her latest book, which is Banisher and a Critic. And so we will be chatting with uh, Denise and learning more about what she does, why she does it, and how it can help our entrepreneurial audience and just anybody in general. Because um, I'm sure we all have inner critics before we do a lot of different things. Um, so without further ado, please enjoy our wide-ranging, informative, and entertaining conversation with Denise Jacobs. All right, we are so excited today because we are in for a treat. We are excited to have Denise Jacobs uh, with us, um, author of Banish Your Inner Critic, uh, a speaker. Uh, has, she's got a lot of knowledge she wants to share with us. So Nick, take it away. So Denise, let's, let's just get, uh, get right to it with your background and a little bit of history, how you get to where you are now. Well, it's kind of a funny story. There's a whole lot of different threads, but I'll try to, I'll try to, uh, to, to narrow it down. So, so Stu was actually asking me, he was like, wait, so you're, you've got a tech background. And I was like, yep, I sure do. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times people ask me, well, I don't, how did you go from being a tech person to being a creativity evangelist, um, so-called? And um, what had happened was, is that I had been working in the tech industry for quite some time, um, but when I went through the process of writing my first book, The CSS Detective Guide, which is a guide on how to troubleshoot, um, you know, cascading style sheet code and also HTML. I don't uh, understand what you just said. Right, yeah, you're like, Denise, in English. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so websites, are made with this code HTML, like yes. the most basic of basic, right? And then to make them look nice, give colors and fonts and position things on the page and images and things like that. Not really images, but you know, 
treatments on images, you use something called cascading style sheets, which is styles that you apply to these different elements on an HTML page. And so I wrote a book about how to troubleshoot the code that is cascading style sheets and how to find problems in it so that you could fix it and not, you know, be basically building a website and then have a problem with the CSS and just be like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Which I used to teach web design and web development classes at Seattle Central Community College way long time in the before time. And I would have students who would just crumble whenever their pages didn't work. And so I started trying to teach them this troubleshooting approach anyway. So I wrote this book, but during the process of writing this book, I struggled with my inner critic the entire time. Like I had imposter syndrome like every day. Like it was like I would wake up and I would sit down and try to write my you know, write whatever chapter I was working on, do the research and stuff. And my inner critic was like, good morning. I just came here to tell you that you suck and you shouldn't be writing this book. Okay, go ahead and do what you need to do. Uh, <laughs> so, so I struggled with it. And then I got to the end of writing the book. And then finally, after nine months of having written, you know, worked and struggled with my inner critic and questioning whether I'm a good designer and whether I'm a good writer and la la la, I finally had to make the website for my for the book. And I had this amazing evening of criticism free creating. Wow. And when I was done in the morning, I woke up and I thought, oh my God, this is the most amazing feeling I've ever had. I want to help other people feel like this. And I realized that the reason that it was because of the inner critic was gone. So from that moment on, I really decided I wanted to help people with their creativity. And so I kind of made up this plan to jump from being the CSS gal to becoming the creativity, the creativity evangelist, like I said. So you're, you're, you would say that the reason why people, the inner critic is the, is the arch enemy of creativity. Absolutely. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? right? And, the, and so if you want to drill down a little bit, the reason I think creativity is important is because creativity is when, when we're being creative, this is what I believe, is that that's when we're the most ourselves, right? Creativity doesn't mean being an artist, it doesn't mean being a painter, it doesn't mean being a you know visual artist or a musician or a writer. Like you're a creative stew when you present to the audiences, to your audiences of like young people, when you put something together, when you put together an event, when you you vision envision this, you know, what you want to do to try to help people. That's you being creative. And when you're creative, you are in your power. You know, that's like also like when people, that's what I kind of think of as our brilliance, right? And when you can tap into that, you stop caring about yourself. You stop caring about who's judging you or who's looking at you or what people think. All you care about is bringing forward this thing that you envisioned, right? Yeah. And so for me, that's what I want to be helping people do. What is it that you envision? Where is it that you're powerful and how can I help you get there? How can we remove the blocks 
that stand between you and that amazing version of yourself that has something to give to the world? How can we remove those blocks so that you can right. get there? So as, a, as an entrepreneur, is, it, is there are there a pragmatic is there a pragmatic approach to unlocking that creativity like how, how do we yes. how do we get to that yeah yes of course so so for me i feel like you, there's a series of steps and the very first step is to first of all recognize all of those crazy things that your brain is telling you that are incorrect aka the inner critic right when you're like nobody wants to see this this idea isn't very good what if they find out that i'm a fake uh, and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, what if they judge me? Like, I don't do anything good. I'm not very, I don't come up with good ideas, whatever. When you have that, then you can't get to the other side, right? It's like a, a roadblock standing in front of you. And what I found is, is that with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs suffer tremendously from imposter syndrome, mm. right? And they believe that, you know, at any moment I got lucky, I knew a guy, right? Or I knew, you know, a woman, somebody hooked me up, but it's not because I'm intrinsically talented or good at this, I just got lucky. Or I have to like work really hard and I have to make it be perfect or it's not gonna get off the ground. And then you put yourself backwards by doing that. Or I have to do it all myself, I can't ask for help, mm -hmm. right? So my first thing is, okay, let's recognize those voices let's recognize where your inner critic is showing up imposter syndrome perfectionism procrastination whatever it is and then let's actually use tools that aren't just like nice idea tools they're not just like oh my god you should think really good thoughts <laughs> and like be positive and you know just turn that frown upside down and your inner critic will go away that's not what happens right right the inner critic is like basically like a, a habitual thinking pattern that's been going on in your head for years and years and years. And to, in order to beat it, you need neuroscience. You need to actually rewire your brain and to start to undo those associations and to build new ones. Yeah, so, and some of those associations, those negative ones have been around since they were pure kids, like their parents for kids, I mean, a long or... time. But the thing is, is that, you know, as adults and as, as you know, thinking uh, beings and whatnot, we can get to a point where we can realize that we can actually choose our thoughts. Yeah. Right? We have the ability to practice mindfulness and to understand that at this, any moment in time, you can choose to think a different thought than what you're thinking. By, in, by intentionally. Yeah. So I teach people, I give people tools. Um, and, the, and this is, you know, basically the whole book um, of Banish Your Inner Critic are tools to help people start to rewire their brains to get out of the habit of being, uh, having a, a very strong inner critical voice and to start to diminish that and to create different, different thought patterns. So if I could get real, like real practical. So I, we're, we're all presenters, we're all speakers, at, in, like you and I and Stu. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners, um, you know, they, part of the, what they do as an entrepreneur is, is they speak. And I know, I don't know how many presentations I do a year. I, I travel a lot and I, and I present a lot. And uh -huh. I also know that when I'm beside the stage, I have incredible amount of self-doubt that it just happens. 
and then they call my name and I walk out and it just kind of goes away, right? Yeah. So I guess my, my question, Denise, is, is there, is there a thought or a practice that, you know, people who are experiencing that kind of imposter syndrome on the side of the stage when you're in, about to address, you know, an audience of like 100 or 2,000 people, whatever it is, that you can just kind of work yourself through the process yeah, to take that, that critical step. anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally think that there is. I mean, and again, it has to do with kind of the story that you're telling yourself when you go on. I mean, if this is the story that you're telling yourself, oh my God, what happens if I mess up? What happens if they think that I'm stupid? What happens if I'm not an expert enough and I'm not authoritative enough and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you've got this whole set of constellation of thoughts that's happening, whereas the complete opposite could be true as well. What, what if they love it? What if I really connect with the audience? What if, you know, I totally hit the zone and I'm like, you know, speaking truth to power? What if I affect one person in that audience and I change something extraordinary for them? What if that happens? So again, it's this choice. Do you want to choose this set of things that isn't necessarily based on reality at all? and choose this other one, which is actually in some ways more highly likely because they wouldn't have paid you to come and right. speak on the stage to people if they didn't think you were going to have that kind of impact. That's such a great point. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You're there so, for a reason. Right. So so one of the um, exercises that I like to do with people. Oh, I love this. Ex go. Tell us. Exercises. Love exercises. So go. this is one of the exercises I like to help people to, to tune into the fact that they can choose. Okay. right that you have full wherewithal over your choices as I have people hold their hands up in front of their face and I think say okay just put all of your focus on your left hand just put all full focus on your left hand examine the lines in your hand the color of your palms the way your fingers look just put all of your focus there and then I want you to slowly shift your focus from your left hand to your right hand. And then just put all of your focus on your right hand. Now, is your left hand still there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it is. But do you kind of, do you care about it now that you're focused on your right hand? No, you forgot about it. You're nope. now looking at the one other thing. Yeah. So think that your hands are like thoughts and they're like two sets of thoughts. You've got your left hand, you've got your right hand. You could even put the thoughts that you're wanting to get away from in one hand and put the other ones that you want to move to in the right hand. And then just like put all your focus on those thoughts and then shift your focus and shift to the other ones. And you find that when you start just focusing on the thoughts that you want to think, the other ones don't matter anymore. So that kind of a way of teaching the shift of focus. Like exactly. You're, you're tangibly shifting your focus tangibly shifting your focus and you know you know in my research um on mindfulness on neuroplasticity on you know a lot of the things that the, the foundation of what my book is built on that attention and focus is what drives neuroplasticity attention and focus is what makes your brain change and makes your neurons change and the tracks that are laid in your brains, it's what actually makes the change. So as soon as you start to kind of uh, harness your attention and focus, you can actually make really um, significant changes. A lot of that has to do with awareness too, right? Like just being aware of what it is you're struggling mm -hmm. with. 
the, the more aware you are, the easier it is to deal with, I think. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Is there something that we can do like in, in the everyday? Like, uh, you know, that was, that's a very practical approach to, you know, getting ready to go on stage. And, I really... and by the way, if you weren't watching on YouTube, Nick and I did the exercise. So <laughs> if I... you... Did you see us doing that, Denise? Because we were doing. I, I saw you guys were you guys were all over it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's it's funny because like I, I think I, I I think I have to speak like next week, and I'll definitely do that. Like you know, you'll you'll get you'll get an email from me or, or a DM or something because I I I practice it now. I know exactly what to do. Harness the I energy and, and bring it to the. I love room. it. So yeah. is there like totally totally within your like literally within your grasp? Within your yeah. it's in your hands. <laughs> exactly. And you hold the power in your hands. So what about the everyday? Like you know, as as a as an entrepreneur, like not all my days are, are spent on stage. You know, uh, do you do you find you, you with the work that you do? You know, what are some of the problems that entrepreneurs come up with you on come up to you with like with harnessing or unleashing that that inner creativity? Because I find you know. All my days seem to be pretty different. I'm very fortunate that way with the different things that we do as organizations and such. But you know, sometimes I do have that imposter syndrome when people are, you know, buying products. I'm like, really? They bought that? Uh, of course they did. Of course they oh, did. You yes, know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. They should have because I created. Well, 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 I will get that well, for you. Yeah, before exactly. before you answer that question, Nick did something. He runs a program called Good Sport, and it's a, a training program for youth sports mm-hmm. uh, about being good, good sportsmanship. And he had wow. an organization say we like to buy it for our entire or it was a big thing and yeah. you actually called me and said i don't fe- i don't feel i don't know if it's worth it. i feel i feel bad asking for yeah that's a really good example so i i phoned i phoned Stu and i was like you know this organization wants it for every one of their athletes and and he was like great congrats. i was like but i like is it am i should I? I that's exactly what i said like you know what i mean i was just like uh, 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 i didn't really know because i didn't know i was worthy it was our first we had a couple clients here and there but it was this was this was a big thing for a, our company right it kept us it kept us viable and so it was like now looking back i'm like yes of course we're worthy but you know it was that conversation that i had with sue he's like man you put a lot of time and effort into this you're worthy of it you know so i guess that the question is is you know how do we overcome that on the on the everyday you know where you have that imposter syndrome like you were mentioning or that you know yes i created this product it is needs to be out in the world you know is, is there some techniques and some, daily things yeah or? daily pragmatic approaches well i actually love what you did i mean the phone a friend technique is a great one right yeah. like yeah, the, to have people who are advocates for you and cheerleaders for you who um who can see more of you and in you than you can yourself right and then they can reflect that back at you right nice yeah that's actually really that's a really powerful thing um and i think um you know another one is just to i mean one of the things i i have people do in the book is to um kind of take an inventory of everything that they've done mm-hmm. and um and everything that they're proud of so right that they can resume. kind of go back and look at the fact that they've been successful mm-hmm. in the past. So to take that as an indicator that they'll be successful in the moment and they'll be successful in the future. Um, I think that's also a really helpful thing too. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, what you really, what that, at least that, that particular situation really boiled down to was you feeling whether you deserved it or not. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. And, and in a lot of ways, I mean, the thing about deservingness is like, what's the difference between one sale and a thousand, right? right. If you deserve the one or two, 
why wouldn't you deserve a thousand? Of course, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it can happen. So, it can happen to anybody too, Denise. I mean, I think that's it, you know, I don't want to say it's just for um, a friend of mine just retired from uh, being a senior executive at a bank for thirty years. Well, not, mm-hmm. for, but he built his way all the way up to this position, um, and and then he retired. And at forty-eight years old, he retired, and uh, wow. he was so nervous about starting a new career. Got a job at Apple, and uh, executive at Apple now. But he, he literally he called me one day and he said like I don't know if I am capable of doing after rising all the way to the top. He had so much self doubt, you know, of starting a whole new career. It was it was it was almost it almost was hard for him to move forward. Oh wow! And this is a confident. I person. mean, it's a, it's a, I mean it's amazing though. I mean, like look at what we do to ourselves. Yeah. Look at what we do to ourselves as completely competent, capable talented folks what we do to ourselves in our brains yeah. to kind of hold ourselves back right to, to sabotage ourselves do you do you still have moments of self-doubt are you kidding i'm like the queen of self-doubt <laughs> Good. you should get a t-shirt that says that like, but the thing is that's the and the nice thing of you know from going through this process so you know i've had some people be like you know, kind of get in a snit and be like, well, you can't ever banish your inner critic. And I was like, you know, yes, that that's true. It's never, ever going to go away. But it can go from being this, like, huge, you know, looming, like, entity that is there all the time to becoming smaller, yeah. right, and becoming, having, being a voice that isn't as loud or isn't as frequent. Manageable. So, or that you're just more aware of. So in my case, what what has happened kind of over the course of time of me working with this a lot is like when it shows up, I'm like, oh, there you are, you little dickens. Okay. Yeah. Almost let's, personifying let's, it. Let's 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 do something. Let's let's work with you and yeah. see how I can work with you. So it's it's more um, about managing it, learning how to manage it. It's manager. So maybe my, my, my book was misnamed and I should have said manager inner critic instead of banish your inner critic. But it just doesn't have the same ring. Banish to it. sounds better. I like banish. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Um, you know, Denise, we're, we're so pumped up because this um, April, you're coming to Vancouver. Yes. To it's going to be, gonna be Epic. so much fun. Um, what are you going to share with our, like, what's kind of what's your goal um, at Epic? Like, what do you want our the Epic community to to get from it well from you. so what I really want is I want to give you know the people who are coming to this are just amazing people you know they're they're leaders they're change makers they're visionaries they're yeah. future you know forward thinking they're already doing so much uh, within their own communities and with their in their businesses and you know within their organizations um, and just, you know, having these phenomenal initiatives that they're putting forth and everything. And my goal is to give them, you know, if not, I, I wouldn't say if, but I would say because they're most likely struggling with self-doubt somewhere along the line, because they're probably wrestling with imposter syndrome, um, fear of being judged, criticizing themselves too highly, that I want to give them tools to be able to recognize their own brilliance and to really silence that voice so that they can go forward and continue 
being as amazing as they are and touching the lives that they that they touch. And it's, I think one thing you're going to do is I know some of the people are coming uh, to it and there's still people registering for it, so I'm still learning about it, but um, have been successful like my friend was and looking at making a change and they're wonderful. That transition, right, is hard. Yeah. 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 And so and so just, you know, giving them tools, giving them something to work with so that when they do hit those roadblocks, those mental roadblocks that they can go, ah, you know what Denise said yeah. in this case, I can do this. And and she gave us these tools to, to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, where do people get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? How do people stay? I mean, the book, it's available everywhere. Exactly. It's on it's on Amazon and Plus, yeah. Plus Books and Millions and Barnes and Noble and yeah. what have you. Yeah. Um, so people can get a hold of me. My website is denisejacobs.com. My email address is denise at denisejacobs.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Denise Jacobs. Follow me on Instagram at Denise Jacobs. You can get me on LinkedIn. I think I'm Denise R. Jacobs on LinkedIn. I wasn't fast enough on the uh, on the handle for that one. And then on Facebook, I'm DeniseJacobs.com with .com spelled out. It's what, my fan right. page. What's your What's your next big uh, project? What are you working on now? So, so my next big project, and actually, <laughs> surprise, um, <laughs> um, I, I was going to tell you about this, but I'll tell you now. <laughs> so, what I want to focus on, and actually, I'm probably going to um, roll this out at Epic, is I want to be, I want to specifically help high achievers. And, and basically helping high achievers get over high imposter syndrome, fear of failure, success, self-sabotage, perfectionism, um, and giving more tools um, beyond what I already gave, more tools to deal with those specific issues. Awesome. Because what I found, um, and especially, you know, kind of as I go along in my life and move up higher and higher, you know, kind of in the food chain, so to speak, in terms with work and dealing with more change makers and, and influential people and whatnot, is that I found that the inner critic doesn't go away. As a matter of fact, it gets stronger because the stakes are higher, sure, right? Yeah. So when you were 20 and you were just starting off with whatever you're doing, your inner critic's there. But it's a lot different than when you're 45 or 50 and you founded a company and you're, you know, making all kinds of initiatives. You're trying to grow. You're responsible for more. You've got a family, maybe. You're responsible for more people. And then those voices, that self-doubt is even stronger. And the, mm -hmm. the problem that I've seen is that nobody has tools for it. They just, you know... There's, it's like, well, you're just going to have to lump it. It's just going to be there forever. You know, your inner critic is going to be sending you messages, text messages in the morning. Good morning. You suck. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then a good night message because you know you have a relationship. Yeah. And it's like, good night. Everything that you did today was worthless. <laughs> right. It's a constant battle. <laughs> yeah. It's a constant battle. So, so I feel like, um, you know, with with the the several of the the groups that we're in and whatnot. I just see it over and over again that it's it doesn't go away and there's nobody has any ways to, to deal with it and I'm like I could be that person yeah. be the person who who helps you with that so we go from banish to manage exactly banish to manage to you know transform transform yeah. 
We're excited to have you in April. We're so excited. I'm excited too. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun, and I just can't wait to be in 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 the midst of of all of these these great minds. Yeah, and, and our faculty, uh, people who are just doing wonderful things in the world. Yeah. Well, we just want to say thank you, and and thank you so much for for coming on and giving us your time. We know you're very busy, so we just uh, I know our audience are going to come away with. I I took a page of notes, so. Oh really? Um, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so I know our audience will be really happy with all the great knowledge that you gave us. So thank you very much for that. All right, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Denise. And uh, I didn't say it already. Happy, I didn't say it. So happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to you too. May 2019 be your best year yet. 2019 is going to is already showing that it is going to be a rocking year. Perfect. Love it. Thanks, Denise. All right. Bye, guys. Thank bye. you. All right, so uh, we are back, and Nick, I think you'll agree that Denise Jacobs was worth the time. She was incredible. Yes, uh, high She's energy. so smart. Very smart, high energy person. Infectious energy, as they say. As mm -hmm. they say yeah. What'd yeah. you learn? Uh, the one thing I learned, which was interesting, was when I asked her, do you still suffer from the inner critic? And she's like 100%. Like she was absolutely, she does. And I think that was reinforcing to me after 20 eight years of doing what I do, and I still have the inner critic all the time. And, and I remember once being asked to speak at Queen's University um, to a graduating class of teachers, their, their, their con ed program. And I remember I was, they were in this theater, and I was about to go on, I was being introduced by the dean of the program, and I thought to myself, I don't have a high school diploma. <laughs> yeah. And I am about to go and stand on the stage at Queen's University with con ed students, and do I have any right to be here? And that was the most that was the most overwhelming feel of anxiety I've ever had ever before a speech. Yeah. I was like, if, I, if someone would have said, um, "Stu, you can go," I would have been like, "Thank you, I'm out." Right? <laughs> yeah. But then I went on stage and I didn't say anything about. I, I do now. Will now tell people that I didn't finish high school, um, and I'm okay with that. I mean, whatever it made me who I am. But I, I, I didn't say it back then. But I mean, I remember the dean saying, like, coming up afterwards and saying, "I didn't hear." I didn't hear where your uh, schooling was. Like, where'd you graduate from university? And I just said, oh, I went to Fanshawe College for broadcasting. <laughs> Which I did, but I didn't finish that either. Yeah. I went there for a semester. <laughs> so, anyway. And, and speaking of that, what I learned was... Good to um, know. It's good to know what keeps going, or yeah. it's still there. Yeah, still there. And, and, what I, and even speaking to that is the stakes get higher as we get, as we get older and get more you know, involved in our careers, right? Yeah. Like, you have more to... Um, but I, what I really took from it is that practical approach with the hand... You yeah, know, that was and cool. Just kind of leave it in one hand and yeah. close to the other, and and you know. And you kind of for, you totally forgot about the left hand. You're looking now looking the right. You're like, why? That's yeah. Exactly. So leave all that anxiousness beside yeah. you and, and focus on the right and and, and go from there. So and that's if, something I'll use for sure. Yeah, and if you didn't see it, Nick and I actually did the exercise on YouTube. You can watch it. So uh, it's right there. So Denise was great. She'll be at Epic. Yes. You'll be at Epic. Another amazing one of our faculty there. Yeah. Worthwhile. The EpicCommunity.com. Um, it's going to be actually on the screen right now below me, the epicommunity.com. You can still be part of that if you want to be. It's worth it. It's an investment in your future and your life. Um, until then, make sure you subscribe. You like, subscribe, follow us on our new Instagram account, which is what? Uh, the Authentic Entrepreneur, okay. funny enough. Um, and, you know, one more time to thank uh, Portia and uh, thank our, our amazing producer, Mikey, uh, and everybody who gets uh, behind this podcast. And we're going to leave it with a song. Here we go. You ready? 
It's a little bit of uh, Nickelback. Nickelback, yes. We're uh, both we, big fans. We learned that uh, Portia, Portia and, and Nick are... Are you a Nickelback fan because Nick is a Nickelback? Yes, obviously. No, I'm, I'm a Nickelback fan because of this song. Yeah, you know what? Brings back memories. If you're on YouTube, get a, get a freeze frame and you'll have a photograph of Nick Foley to have as your screensaver on your iPhone. There it is right there. There it is. Screen save that. Someone should do it and put it up. Until, until we talk next time, uh, keep being authentic. You're great. <laughs>